Hello, and welcome to When the Sun Sets East, episode 3, brought to you by the Music Arc and the Arc of E Network. My name is Noah. And my name is Gavin. And we're the Blanchard Brothers, back again to talk about why some more. Yeah. What, what a shocker. And why are we doing this, Noah? This is your brainchild. Why are you doing this? Because I thought it would be fun, and it's been a blast for me personally. I don't oh, know good. about you. I don't know if this has been torture, but uh, people seem to be enjoying it. Thank you so much for the response to episode two on our end, Alopecia, and uh, Untethered Layers as well with their episode three on Eskimo Snow, the album we're about to talk about in just a little bit. Thank you. Uh, yeah, but maybe seems to be taking it. He's up on the hate mail, guys. I mean, come on. But we haven't had any hate mail God, that I'm aware of. I check the inbox like every day. Okay. Uh, one thing that has been uh, brought up a lot since a lot of people. And I got, I'll go ahead and clear it up here. I have like kind of a master plan that I'll reveal down the line that'll oh. make this all make sense retroactively. Okay. okay. Anyways, there's been a lot of demand for us to do Oakland Azul Asylum, technically the first Y album, even though it's Yoni Solo. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, and I think Josiah's on there, and there's a handful of other people on individual tracks, but it's pretty much just him. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people were like, why didn't you guys start with that? And of course, I was like, you know, Wikipedia getting Gavin, getting Gavin to commit to five to begin with was going to be a thing. Yeah. But I also kind of felt like if I just threw you into Oakland Azul Asylum, you you might have just tapped out immediately. My brain Not because might have it's bad. Yeah, more that than anything else. Not because it's bad. It's fantastic. But I I didn't know if that would be a, a window or a gateway for you, rather. So I figured more like a dark portal go, just to get sucked into. Yeah, totally. I figured we, you know, focus on the the five full band LPs, and I'll explain my whole why it's five. Okay. But I'll save that for the Mahlin episode. Okay. Still think I'm saying it wrong. Pretty sure I'm saying it wrong. But uh, for now, I will say, Oakland Azul Asylum will get its just desserts. It will be discussed either on on this show or on Untethered Layers, but probably after the initial run of of the five that we're focusing on. But we will get to it. I promise. People want to hear us talk about it, which is awesome. So we're, we'll do that. At yeah, some let's point. let's let's focus on that. People want to hear us talk. That's the crazy thing. Like when you put this out there and you were showing me that you had kind of had talked to um, Yoni Wolf and you had like you know I was like okay you know cool. And then the next thing I know, you're telling me, dude, he he put it up on his Instagram and it's going crazy. I was like, wow, is this? And I was kind of wrapping my head around like, is this like people actually want to hear? Like somebody finally talking about this band, or is it like they generally think that like what you and I have to say is like interesting? Oh, or is I def- it? I definitely don't think. I don't think that. so. <laughs> I, is it the dumb? Is it the 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 nice angle you came up with was like my idiot brother doesn't know about why, so I'm gonna explain it to him. It's like I'm driving him to school when he's in you know seventh grade and I'm in tenth grade or whatever. Like yes, is, that's what it is. It's, it's secret revenge for that. It's, yeah. Okay. That's exactly what but it is. But I dare you to name one band that I played you that you don't like back then. I mean, so I don't understand how it's revenge. a whole other conversation for a whole other podcast. Well, I mean, that's the genesis of this podcast. So, I mean, what band What band hurt you, Noah? What band, did, what band hurt what de- What band did I hurt you with? Oh, no. I, I, all, all in good fun. Again, we already talked about our- Was it our Cobra Starship? School. <sighs> it was Gym Class Heroes, wasn't it? Is it, you can say it if it's them. I, I, I'm, I'm not saying anything. Okay. I'm not right. saying anything. I'm trying right. to move off of this subject. Okay. If you'll let me. Yeah. If you'll let me attempt yeah. to do that. It's your show, brother. <laughs> I, it's your show too, brother. Yeah. 
it's a Blanchard Brothers production. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so this is why the band, not why The Last Man, the uh, the graphic novel, which I remember you introducing me to a long time ago. And I thought about that when we started this, the first episode. I was like, save that joke all the way for episode three. Should I Just make, put it in the back pocket? Should I make that joke right now or should I wait? Yeah, this I'll is, sit on This it. is not the four-color arc. This is the music arc, but... Uh, Four Color Arc's got some, some stuff happening. Matthew J. Blanchard is in the process of uh, resurrecting it, as it were. And uh, speaking of which, uh, sorry again for the plugs up top. Uh, congratulations to the brothers Blanchard, not the Blanchard brothers, that's me and Gavin, but our cousins, Matthew and Patrick, just wrapped 13 full episodes on the Friday the 13th franchise. Congratulations, gentlemen, you made it to the end. And now they have decided to inflict slightly less punishment on themselves by delving into a, uh, a much better franchise, the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. So you can look forward to that. Uh, yeah, um, like this I said, coming Friday, actually. Yeah, from when you're going to hear this. So, I, I listened to the one that the finale we were on, and I remember being like, "Oh, I'll watch this because like I didn't go to summer camp, so I'm like I'm afraid of nightmares." Yeah, uh, definitely. If you haven't already, uh, check out our finale episode. Gavin and I guessed it on there. It's a Blanchard Brothers spectacular. Uh, we go through pretty much the entire franchise, uh, but it's it's very tangent heavy. So if you're not a fan, uh, it's still worth listening to. And uh, yeah, so if you're listening on iTunes, you're just going to want to, you know, if you haven't already given us a rating, you're going to want to stop at that point in the scroll, but you're going to want to go a little bit further down and go to, uh, you might also like, yeah. and you're going to see the movie arc on there. And you just go, you go, maybe you go subscribe to that if you want to check out what we're doing. Yeah. Uh, and Gavin and I will also be back over there. Actually, theoretically, by the time you're hearing this, we're back with uh, a new Rodriguez revisited episode covering Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Well, that's, that leads me perfectly to what I wanted to say. It was like I had a new podcast idea that will probably never happen, but I think it would just be really dope for like well, a random one-off. we're one just off. plugging away and pitching stuff, uh, go, go right Pitch ahead. it to you? Okay. Yeah, if you want to just skip to the track-by-track, track, guys, we totally understand. Yeah, It'll we'll mark it. We start we'll put it in the show notes of when, us, when to go there. Give us like five, possibly ten more minutes. You know, Gavin yeah. likes to talk. I go do. ahead. Yeah. I do like to hear my own, myself talk. That's why I don't listen to the other podcasts that I'm not on. But- I had this brilliant idea because I went back and listened to, because you told me to listen to The Wandering Wolf, which is a dope podcast. Um, I, do you, I don't know. Do you realize if you only listen to podcasts, just going off of what you just said, Okay. if you only <laughs> listen to podcasts that you are on, mm -hmm. you would run out of episodes very quickly. Oh, I Like have. if you didn't listen to any other oh, yeah, podcasts no, no, at all. No. That's like ours. Like I only listen to the ones that we're doing, that the RGB does. I, I that understand I what you meant. Yeah. But I was, he kept like, when he was, I listened to the Mark Marin one because you were like, do that. Because I feel like, you know, Mark Marin, he mentions it's like kind of one of the reasons why he kind of wanted to start something. Absolutely. I don't know how the hell he crafted being able to interview the way he does, but love Mark Marin stuff. But I thought it would be really dope as if at the end of all this, for, you know, if we want to bring back 90s nostalgia, let's get Yoni Wolf to talk to us about Airborne. It's oh, yeah. about, I don't know if you've seen this movie, dude, but it's about a surfer who has to go live in Cincinnati, which apparently that's where Yoni Wolf's from. Yes. That's that, where he that's, lives. That's where he lives. You heard, did you know that? Currently. You know yeah. about that? Yes, I okay, did okay, know just that. Sure. Fact, I didn't know if you knew yeah. it or not, dude. So Thanks for bringing some research to the table, But brother. an hour of us and him just talking about, you know. 
we Cincinnati. don't even we're not even allowed to ask no, any no band questions, questions. No, we that's, just that's, talk about that's airborne. the brilliance of it because i knew you were gonna be like well people you know like, what oh my god they get to talk to him it's like yeah we're talking to him about airborne <laughs> The airport from the 90s. That's you know what we're what? doing. I love that idea so much. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say right now, Yoni, if you like that idea and you're willing to come on the podcast, but only talk about the movie Airborne, and and we won't even mention why. Yeah. What else is big in Cincinnati? Like, If you think that would wise? be a fun time and you're willing to waste your time doing <laughs> that with us, we would be more than happy. Where does Blink that Check? That can be our grand finale. Yeah. Where does Blink Check take place? I, I don't remember. It can't be Cincinnati. No. I don't think so. Yeah. I got the feel. Probably West Coast. Probably. Anyways. But yeah, dude, come on. Airborne. Okay. Yeah. Yoni. We'll just, airborne. We'll just call it Why Goes Airborne. No. no. I like it. No. Maybe we could work on it. Hey, but yeah. The Wandering Wolf. Excuse me. The Wandering Wolf Goes Airborne. Boom. Done. Okay. Sure thing. It'll literally take like maybe 40 minutes. <laughs> you put it on both, both feeds. It'll just be a random one-off. And then we can be like, oh, we finally talked to him. Be like, what happened? We talked about everyone. That was it. Yeah, we use it as a crossover episode. That'd be great, man. Yeah. Okay. It'd be so ridiculous and out there. Yoni, if you're interested, ArcV. And I think it would be dope because, like, I this honestly, I'm not bullshitting, dude. Listen to that Marin one. That like reinvigorated me to want to do the thing I've been trying to get off the ground, which is like the interview thing with like people who do random like people I know like that are comedians in Colombia. Like, who the mm-hmm. fuck's a comedian in Colombia? Nobody. What do they do for their day job? You know, or like my friend Nevada that's a production assistant or a buddy of mine that's an anesthesiologist. Like, you do random shit, but like, what's that really like? Because you don't really know. Like, oh, yeah. you're an anesthesiologist. Cool. You have no idea. It yeah. may not be interesting to you, but it's fucking interesting as shit to me. You know? So I'll, it just I'll invigorated me to do feed. that. Yeah. You edit your own episodes. I'll, I'll put it up. Yeah. Totally do that. I'll just pay Nate double to get mine out there, of course. So. Sure <laughs> Uh, great transition. See, Thank you. That's what we're all about here. Thanks, brother. Passing the torch. We're brothers. We're, we're happy and we're, we're. I forget. We brothers. always start doing this and then we're. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Shout out to the Wands Brothers. Fantastic show. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, I totally fucked up the lovely segue. Um, if you're enjoying the, uh, hopefully, even better audio quality than the previous episode, uh, Alopecia, which was fantastic, at least on my end, uh, for car playback. And that is all uh, thanks to Mr. Nathan Hussey, a uh, good, good friend in general, but also a fantastic musician in his own right, mm-hmm. and an amazing producer, mixer, master, editor, etc. And, uh, and from what I hear, an amazing husband. Yes, as well. We do know that for a fact. <laughs> uh, so, hey, Nate. You're, you're listening to this right now, and thank you for uh, for mixing and mastering this episode and the rest of the run of uh, when the sun sets east. So, again, if you're if you're enjoying our terrible voices sounding as good as they possibly can, um, that all thanks is due to to Nathan Hussey. Go check out All Get Out and his solo project Hussey on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get music. Uh, it is fantastic. So go go do that. We should just make that a segment. You know how like Tarantino used to make a, a one shot that was always for his editor. So she'd be like, oh, when she was putting a movie together, we should just do that on every podcast that he's going to. Or just say, hey, hey how's, how's it going? Hey, Nate, how, how you are we doing? sounding? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. So that's been Nate's but, Nate's corn. Well, that's not even. But the way we're gonna the way we're gonna start it is we're gonna have to make music reference. So mine's always gonna be where's my snare? Where's my that's, <laughs> turn my snare? From that's my, what you're going with. Fisticuffs. Turn my headphones up. Sorry. You wanted to put some uh, extra reverb. Yeah. On your on your side of the vocal. Yeah, can I get some more reverb? For sure. <laughs> did you finally listen to the Stained Glass 2? Tell me yeah, you did. Yeah, I, I saved it as a present for myself. Oh, was it not the best? It was fantastic, God. dude. I, I adore that show. That is Are you talking R.E.M., Remy? If you're not listening, go do it immediately. It's, it's the best music comedy podcast on the planet, as far as I'm concerned. Second only, actually, to... Uh, to you talking you two to me the podcast that birthed it yeah which actually sorry analyze fish is the <laughs> <laughs> the podcast that spawned all of that with the late great harris whittles yes. talking about the music of fish and that's when i was completely blown away because i was like if you can do a podcast about a band that like most people fall <laughs> <laughs> There's no middle ground with fish. You no. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like people are either absolute diehards or they're like, what the fuck is this hippie jam band shit that you're plugging in my ear holes? Yeah. So to take a band like that and make it like, you know, just a super funny exploration. Harris Whittle's trying to sell Scott Ackerman on fish. Yeah. That's the premise. And it's fantastic. And they get so sidetracked that... Midway through the run, it turns into analyze fish with an F, and they talk about Jaws for <laughs> one or two episodes. Wow. So go, go check that out. So now that we've plugged a bunch of other podcasts and talked about all the shit going on on our network. Hopefully you're still listening to this one. I, I'm going to com- continue to sidetrack us from Eskimo Snow. And the only reason I'm, I'm bantering a little bit further, one, it's a shorter album, as we discussed, so... We want to keep it around an hour. I'm, I'm going to talk for a little bit. And two, I got a vent, man. Noah's Vent Corner. Okay. okay. Well, what's what's eating you, Gilbert Grape? I'm coming for you, Emmy voters. Oh, yeah. What fuck the you. fuck happened? <laughs> you guys totally, totally dropped the ball. You got a lot of things right. Atlanta is up for best comedy series. Pretty much everybody from the cast is nominated. All great things. All great things. But there's uh, there's something conspicuously missing from the drama category a little thing called twin peaks the return what what happened what happened what year is it (laughs) she's dead wrapped Wrapped in plastic plastic. um seriously um i'm not i'm not i'm not that upset about it it's it's the emmys it's not the be-all end-all yeah you know it will live on regardless they did give it nine nominations, but all for technical categories, which is great and fantastic. Like, episode eight is going to win something. It better. That's basically the episode that's got them all the nominations. But the fact that Kyle McLaughlin is not going to be in the best actor race, which he should just hands down win, period, is just, it just hurts me just a little bit, man. Mm-hmm. Anyways, kind of fucked up my segue. It's, it's all good, though. My bad. All good. I was just going to say, um, I feel like there's probably a decent amount of crossover between fans of Y and fans of David Lynch and or Twin Peaks. And uh, we, we've we talked about David Lynch at length on a, a little podcast called what, Gavin? The Bay of Lynch. That's right. You can't that, really say at length because we only have like three episodes. And Gavin didn't say it right, so I'll do it. The Bay of Lynch. Oh, yeah. 
Sorry. Okay. And that is that's a show we started at the beginning of this year. Yeah. Sort of. Sort of. It never really got off the ground. We kind of cut the legs off of it very early there. by getting sidetracked by the movie Dune. But we do uh, we do have two episodes up and some teasers and like bonus episodes even before the first ones came out. Yeah, we were really putting but the cart before the horse with that, that is one. A, that is a feed. And to clarify, that is Gavin and I discussing the filmographies of one Mr. Michael Bay and one Mr. David Lynch. See if you can guess who brought which to the table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways... If, if you were a fan of that insane idea, which we were, we were so jazzed about it, and then we just got sidetracked one re- one week and it, it disappeared from us. But you can go check out episode one, uh, Eraserhead and Bad Boys. Oh, yeah. And you can also check out episode two, the wonderful pairing of The Elephant Man and, and the, the Rock. Rock. Yes. <laughs> uh, so if, if you're into that, go check it out. Listen, rate, review, subscribe. If we see a little bit of movement over to that feed and people seem interested in it again, the plan, as soon as Gavin and I kind of wrap the initial run of When the Sun Sets East, is to transition back into the Bay of Lynch and kind of bring it back to life, as it were. We want to finish out that run because those were super fun to record. Yeah. Even more fun to edit for me personally. I kind of because I had seen anything that he had directed other than Twin Peaks. Yes, uh, that's the other side of the show. Is I've seen you know a a good bit of Michael Bay's filmography, unfortunately, and uh, Gavin has seen hardly any David Lynch. So I'm trying to school him on David Lynch. I'm trying to mansplain David Lynch to Gavin. Here we go. uh, He's gonna perfectly. (laughs) He's gonna try and mansplain to me. Why uh, I should actually, you know, give a shit about Michael Bay? I mean, he is that's a, that's the basic concept of the show. He is a a filmmaker's director. I mean, he uses the, he George Lucas trained Michael Bay. Okay, okay. Need I say more? The great George Lucas <laughs> trained Michael Bay. Okay, all right. I'm just saying. Go you, look it, up that story, people. You, Anyways, you get or taught you by the guy who it. made Star Wars. You're okay in my book. Okay. Okay. Sure thing. Yeah. But yeah, I just I, I figured we that that'll be the last plug, people. But if that sounds like something that interests you, and I, I think it might interest some people, go check it out. Again, that's just the Bay of Lynch. It's its own separate feed. You can find it on the website or search on iTunes or Stitcher. And uh, like I said, if if people get back into it, maybe we'll just transition a little earlier and start banking some right now. Works for me. I've been in a Lynch mood. All right, so let's talk. Let's talk about Eskimo Snow. You're jumping to that one. Yeah, let's I'm do so it. proud, brother. Yeah, you excited? Yeah, I you thought it was like a. So? I thought it was slang for like a Alaskan cocaine. You know what I mean? Like a like cocaine grown in Alaska. No, no, I I get what you're saying, but oh, you didn't need any mansplation. <laughs> <laughs> um, n- no, but I mean, you know the whole concept, or maybe you're right, Gavin. Maybe you're right, but. I mean, you know the concept of again. I feel like I sound mansplaining what I'm about to do. Okay, what is it? I'm about. I'm Tell gonna me. try to attempt to do this in a not condescending way, but I feel like it's just going to sound condescending. But I mean, if I I don't you're, know it, you're I'm a, an idiot. You're aware. <laughs> I'm an idiot. I'm a fucking loser. <clears throat> just tell me. I'm already. definitely going to chop out that as a drop. <laughs> I'm an idiot. I'm just going to use that after everything. Yeah. Anytime you have to mansplain something, you just like say it and then I go, I'm an idiot. People know like you're just talking to me because yes, I don't know stuff. For sure. Okay. <laughs> but you're aware that 
in in Eskimo <laughs> language, yeah, there's like something like thirty plus different words yeah. for snow. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, yeah, and it's it's referenced in the lyrics. I no, I don't yeah. know if you caught it. I, how many times have you listened to this one? Three. Okay. I do really appreciate, it's like movies that say their own title. I appreciate this album for having its own title, like, in the lyrics. Yes. Yeah. Which uh, I think, as Untethered Layers pointed out, does I think that's the only time? Yeah. That think, there's yeah. a title track, actually. And, of course, you got EPs, but that's, you know, yeah. usually you name the EP the single in most cases. But, anyways. Uh, so, what did you think about Eskimo Snow? You- Other than being perplexed by the name. <laughs> Um, or were you like, I'm about to hear about like some crazy snowbound cocaine antics? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Cause I first cold of Alaska. Yeah. <laughs> the first cartel in Alaska. That's what it was. Yes. Um, it sounds so much fuller. If that makes any sense. Like yeah. it's, it sounds like there's walls with like sound dampening stuff and it's like the traditional, you know, Either the band's all jamming and there's like a, you know, record guy behind the table when suit, like, you know, counting his money. Or, <laughs> like, they're all going one at a time and then they're going to layer all this together. Mm-hmm. Because I think we talked about transitions on alopecia or alopecia. But the transitions in this are so fucking beautiful and so fucking allowed smooth. to do it again, but <laughs> what, it is a different episode. It is, yeah. So I'll I'll get you get one per episode. You get one. Yeah. That's it. But the transitions are so fucking beautiful in this. It reminds me, and I don't like, I don't want to compare. I don't want to like try and be like, oh, it sounds like this. But the closest thing for someone who maybe has never heard of why and they're doing the same thing that I'm doing now. Imagine like the smooth transition between like something on the second Bonnie Vare record where it just kind of seamlessly moves into the next song. You don't even know that it's... I had to keep looking, like, wait a minute, we're... Oh, shit, we're in, like, song number five? What the hell? Because it just feels so, like... I don't want to say flowy, but it just feels like it's all kind of woven together. And I know that they mentioned that it was kind of written and recorded kind of back-to-back with Alopecia, and that it was maybe kind of never got out of its shadow, I think is something you said about it. And I don't necessarily feel that, like... It's not as good as what I've heard since. I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But I can understand where you have some these two monumentally, there's completely different sounds, but they're monumentally just, you know, different. Even if they're recorded around the same time, same, you know, more a lot darker, yeah. you know, lyrics and stuff. But, you know, the music itself just sounds, it's like, that's what I was talking about last time. It just seems like it's always getting better. Like the music, whether it's the engineering, whether it's the actual band, whether it's just the, the you know, however the crazy Charlie Day yarn map that's Yoni's brain <laughs> that like makes it all together. I don't know what it is, but it just feels like it's like getting there. And I'm hoping that like by the time I get to the last one they put out, I feel some kind of like either, oh, this is it moment or like, do where I still need a little bit more. Is there something else in the tank? What's going on? Mm-hmm. You know, that's just my first gut reaction when I was listening to it in the car. A lot to say about this. Yeah. I'm so happy, bro. Yeah. I'm so happy because I, we did talk about it being, you know, generally considered kind of underrated or at least overlooked yeah. by a lot of fans. I have so many favorite tracks off of this album that again i mentioned in the previous episode would be you know in consideration for like top 10 favorite tracks of theirs period Mm -hmm. so while i totally like see the criticisms that some people have i feel like that's more just the natural reaction of 
I want more of what you just did. Yeah. And you're not giving it to me. And so I'll wait until you guys maybe get back to something that's more like what I expect or want from you. And so I can definitely see some people not like checking out, but just having the opinion of like, oh, okay, this one's kind of whatever. And just kind of letting it fall by the wayside. And I feel like if you dismiss it, like it's definitely one worth coming back around to. Mm -hmm. But it grabbed me immediately from the opener. Yeah. Uh, And I mentioned last episode, I love Vowels Part 2. You could make an argument for it being the best opener. But my personal favorite, and this is even weird to say because we haven't gotten, we still got two more albums to go. I may change my mind. But... These Hands is probably my favorite opener Yeah, across all of the albums. I think it is absolutely gorgeous. And it's one that just went, you know, after I'd listened to Alopecia for like the 25th time. And I was like, all right, maybe it's time to branch out a little bit <laughs> and check out what else they have to offer. And I threw this on. I was immediately like, oh, shit, it's it's different, but it's so good. It's so good. I wear the customary clothes of my time Like Jesus did with no reason not to die Facing history with little to no irony Like I'm some forgotten southern city Sherman race Still hid under thick smoke after all these years These hands are my father's hands but smaller I I think I think you could have you could throw somebody into this one, you know, mm-hmm. cold essentially, and maybe have them have an even more positive reaction depending on what type of genres they gravitate to to begin with. Mm-hmm. Because I think this is way more like palatable in some ways for people that don't like more again, I think of so much on alopecia album that I absolutely adore as being very dark as we discussed. Mm-hmm. And this album, while maybe lyrically, definitely still dark, covering it's a lot of the same It's lyrically darker, themes. but musically lighter. Yes. It's like, I'm going to continue to, to deliver this, but I'm going to do it with a little bit more clarity. I know there's still some, again, kind of coded messaging. You got to do a little bit of deciphering mm-hmm. in some cases, but there's also like just a lot of direct statements about how he feels that aren't hard to read around. And because the production is so gorgeous around it and there's a clarity to the lyrics and the delivery that maybe you don't get as much on alopecia which has more of the hip-hop rapping style to it where stuff gets a little buried and again that 
rewards repeat listens where you go back and you're like, holy shit, I missed that line for like, yeah. you know, a year. But Eskimo Snow is just full of so many musical, musical. That's my new word. <laughs> musical. So Bad many music. beautiful musical oh, moments. Beautiful music. Go. Musical. I got it. Musical. I just laughed because like I remember. Hashtag my... musical. Okay. Making it that... a thing. Yeah. Uh, when I wrote, what saying? I just, but I was giggling earlier because I wrote when I wrote my notes and I was like these hands. First, I started thinking these eyes, they like you know that, cry every night. Yeah, but you. then I just I wrote down because I had I had typed some stuff out and I typed out these hands and I kind of put the lyrics I like. But when I printed the page out, I just wrote on top of it, "You want to catch? <laughs> you want to catch these hands?" <laughs> oh. Because you, you know where I'm going with, like, the Wesley Snipes tweet, right? No. Somebody said something about, like, oh, you know, Wesley Snipes, you want to you wanna do something, something, and, and pay all that taxes, pay all these taxes or whatever? And his response was, you want to come catch these hands for free? And I just, I don't know, shit like that makes me laugh. I don't even know if that's a real thing or the internet made it up. I really don't care. I just think it's funny. You want to come catch these hands. But I just... <laughs> so... That was, but again, I'm already in like a happier place listening to this album, and it's like dark as fuck. So, yeah. and I'm catching myself like, this is some dark shit. This, but yeah. I'm really pumped up. All right. Like pumped up kicks, even. You know what I mean? Boom, <laughs> did it. I fucking nailed it. I, um, th- honestly, these some of these songs would, are, are going to wind up on my, when we get back to regular music arc stuff, and I could do my. My when top. it stops getting weird. Yeah, when it stops getting weird. It starts getting real. <laughs> yeah. But when we can do like, because I have the idea of like, I want to do, you know, terribly sad songs that are upbeat and catchy. I want to do the last. I, I mean, you want to do a whole podcast about the Smiths. So I think we'll have definitely covered that territory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like there's so much better, so much better ones than the Smiths. But I want to do this one called The Last 30. And what it is, is it's going to be, or like, Whatever and or the thirty and you pick the thirty seconds in a song that you think takes that song from like eh to like holy fuck this is awesome. I like that as an idea. Yeah, like the last okay. like Dad says the last thirty seconds of Super Freak. Oh yeah, blow Daddy. Yeah, or like the last thirty seconds of the Ghost of You. Come on, man. Like that, there's a 30 second window that's always the best part of a song. From Rick James to My Chemical Romance, from top to bottom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, we haven't done. God, Noah, it's been a while since we've done a regular music arc episode. Did I throw that in there the right way? Did I use it like I'm supposed to? Yeah, I mean, usually what you're supposed to do is say it normally once. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's been a while. It's been a while. Oh, gotta, okay. Yeah. See, I as if you to... just thought of it in the moment, oh, okay. not that you were leading with it, but that it triggered you. Mm-hmm. Well, now Hashtag that we're here, we're triggered. so far away here from talking about why. So let's bring it back to why, man. Okay. You want to let me listen to some stuff in the in the room, yeah, and then drop it in that. the drop We've, it in the feed. This so is can... definitely getting cut down. Yeah, this is fun for me though. Okay, and and I will definitely transition back into the end because. The transition into the next one is amazing, but we'll pause right here for a second. Again, I don't know how this one hits you out of the gate. Just b- b- talk me through that because you're going into this knowing that, you know, we told you it was going to be different, mm-hmm. and I didn't know if you were going to if it was going to be good, different, or bad, different to you. But did this one grab you from the top? Oh yeah, dude, the Jesus line. I was like, whoa, okay, man. Like, what's going on here? 
And then as I listen more, it's like, all right. And it's got this feeling of like, I don't know if it's like an acceptance of just like kind of there, like I'm here. I don't know if this is supposed to butt up to alopecia or if this is a completely different train of thought and lyric. Overall, this one to me ends up feeling like an attempt to gain a little bit more perspective or clarity on the same thoughts and emotions that he's dealing with in alopecia. And I feel like alopecia is more just like throwing those things at you, everything that's going on in his head, like, you know, just a giant collage of it. Yeah. And then Eskimo Snow is like trying to sift through that, if you will, and kind of make a little bit more sense out of it. And there's still a lot of questioning. There's a lot of self-doubt and just self-exploration in general. But again, with this like gorgeous production to it, that's it's got a bit of a haunting quality, especially this opener, mm-hmm. but not in the same like haunting dark way that something like The Hollows maybe does from yeah. Alopecia, where it like it just sounds dark. You know what yeah. I mean? But the I, there's no way I can do it justice. I may even edit this out. But the that I absolutely love it. It reminds me of like some new radical shit. Honestly, yeah. like something Greg Alexander would do, buried in the mix somewhere. It's just I love everything about it and you get those those who's like merging together as he's talking about you know like rubber tires touching it's just you know the sound of the music mirroring the lyrics in super interesting ways yeah so uh yeah for me again right now it's it's my favorite opener this one just immediately grabs me and something about you know my father's hands like i don't know makes me think of dad a little bit even mm-hmm. though it's just you know i like the sherman line too absolutely did do we were we raised in a city that sherman raised were we no because that was actually general potter that came potter's from the coast raid. potter's raid in okay. sumter um we don't have to go on this tangent i see you want to because i always tell people <laughs> do you know why they you know they call it famously hot New Year's, right? Do you know why they call Columbia famously hot? I love how you talk as if everybody just knows this shit. Why, why Gavin? Because Sherman us. burned it to the ground. That's why. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like, hey, you guys know General Sherman, architect of your city? Some comedian makes a joke about that. Okay, I don't know who well, it is. Well, we lived in a city that Sherman raised. Yeah. We weren't raised there. No. So we can't say that. Yeah. Which would have been cool. Yeah. So. But yeah, I like that line quite a bit, too. <laughs> I was trying to make a joke for it, and I feel like you came up with a better one. Oh, I've you been just... saying that joke. So let's uh, let's ease right back into January 20-something. I'll get back. 
kind of getting excited because I was like, oh, my birthday. But, <laughs> but um, I don't know. I was trying. January 28th for yeah. people that are curious. Yeah, that's I want to wish Gavin a happy birthday. Yeah. I like the a suicide note from my late teens put mm-hmm. to this melody. That's just like, whoa. It makes you, I mean, because. Well, and apparently like the whole opening verse is like he's literally telling you uh, this song was my answering machine. Like apparently he used to record different answering machines and rotate through them. And this opening verse is literally one of the things that he had recorded. Yeah. Yeah. If you called and I didn't answer, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's the, the again opening with, just you a, know, two, two songs in, we're already talking about suicide again. Yeah. Just if you want to chart that through yeah. the course of the records, but yeah. I don't have, again, we don't have enough yarn. Okay. With the push pin board. We can I, I, I got it. Okay, good. Smooth, um, always sunny. Yeah. Friends. Um, no, I, this one was one I was trying to like, I, I, I like that lyric, but I, I'd gone through and was like trying to kind of place what I could, couldn't see is like, I wanted to pull just because I felt like the musically again, it, it had jumped ahead, but the lyrics were still very dark. I wanted to try and find one from each song. It's like, this is the one that like my ears are perking up every time I hear it. Like, there it is. Cause like you hear them when you listen to it through the first time, but then when you listen again, you're like, shit where is this where is this in it because if you didn't have any breaks and like whatever you're listening to didn't need to cut you just had like 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 a like an, a giant album with mm-hmm. no cuts no song breakups i feel like this flows perfectly oh absolutely i mean not to say the other two wouldn't either but like just this with the transition from that to the, the again the keys like just going and going the, it's like whoa the transitions in alopecia stand out and are awesome like across the board but the variety there i feel like lends to you know standout status basically yeah whereas this because everything is kind of you know working at a certain baseline not a literal you know baseline a metaphorical baseline if you will and it's like it only climbs and dips so much below but it's like it's perfectly balanced if you will and it does have that cohesive flow straight through. I think the only thing I would say that maybe rivals it in terms of that is Mohlin, which I mm. feel like has some beautiful transitions as well, which we'll, we'll get to it. I, you can tell that's all I want to talk about right yeah, now. Yeah, definitely. But anyways, we, uh, we move along into Against Me. I've been habitually rubbing the sleep from my eyes. I've seen the rain respect statements why should you and i seen dirt dry fires arise by pissing boy fountain statues and they say
that right there that build and then cool off yeah that's perfect and then my favorite coming up will i spit empty threat spit empty threads until that's all that's left like that's that's every man's like constant worry mm-hmm. if you think about it uh, to me it's like that you're gonna jerk off too much that you don't have any seed left well that and the line before wondering who it's gonna be because yeah. like you if never anyone. what if anyone if anyone yeah like is that in the car that wasn't directed at you yeah Thanks for explaining or that Or Yoni. Me. That wasn't directed at anybody. <laughs> yeah, just know. saying, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, that's. I feel like that's what this main, this main, it's almost kind of like if you want to say that the first two were kind of like death and suicide here, you know, kind of trying to figure all that out. Well, here's another element of it. It's just. What's going to last after I'm gone? Somebody who is self-aware, I feel like, when they have a, a dark thought or a dark notion, wars with themselves over it. Yeah, you know, internally, where you'll you'll talk through all the negative side of a particular issue or a thought process. You'll go down like the darkest path it can go down, mm-hmm. and what takes you out of it is also hopefully thinking about the other side of it or a slightly different perspective. Oh, like okay, shit is fucked up right now, but this is momentary. This is the hand I've been dealt. I, I gotta keep living. Gotta keep living, man. L i v i n. You know, this too so, shall pass. Come on, man. Yeah, but I feel like you can kind of look at Alopecia and Eskimo Snow. Like I said, I feel like he's trying to kind of get more clarity or at least just more perspective on all the shit that he's dealing with. And that really comes through in this one. There's a lot of, I feel like the most I and me just lyrically across any of the albums. It's, you know. Do you think he's trying to figure out why he feels this way? (laughs) Sorry, I had to. Okay, I that was to. your one of that okay. for this episode. <laughs> but no, this one, that. The, okay, but uh, just going into the whole thing about wondering what's going to happen if you're going to mate, if you're going to you know jerk off too much to you shoot blanks, all the stuff leading into yeah. the next song, I think is perfect because all the imagery that's in that one is like. Well, let's let's talk about yeah, it. Let's so do you it. can talk about it. Uh, even the or excuse me, let's listen to it so you can talk about it. Even the good wood gone. the one that i like i was like i'm gonna fucking 
turn this shit into like my own little freestyle breakdown of what it really means about being scared to wake up in a museum all alone by yourself as the last man, so to speak, and you ain't even got the shit you was buried with. Fuck. <laughs> but I was terrible. Was that your freestyle breakdown? That was kind was of that it. that what we just witnessed? No, 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 no. Okay. It's a lot worse than that. I can promise you. Okay. <laughs> it'll be the it'll be the just the treat you get for getting through this with me. Okay. I'll, I'll let you and read maybe it the me. listeners will hear that. We'll, maybe we'll see. Uh, I have to go to the car and get it. So. So yeah, everything very very uh, the whole album's cohesive, but at a certain level, and the the next track, the centerpiece of the album, if you will, Dawood and Rachel highlighted it in perfect detail. I I don't think we can do it any more justice, but. I will definitely now play for you a little bit of Into the Shadows of My Embrace. I conquered my own childhood silence and now the world is mine with confessional marquee. But it a take a bus load a high school soccer Again, it's been well covered, but I want to get your thoughts on on this one. And have we have we hit your favorite yet on the album? I've been trying. I've been racking my brain, dude. I've been really have. This is a hard one for me to try and choose one from. Just because you have an equal feeling about all of them, nothing really rises above the cream doesn't rise to the top, or you think everything has such a cohesive feel that you'd rather take it in as a whole. I mean, I would honestly. I would like to just <clears throat> not have a break. And just let it ride. Which, I mean, I mean you can in I my car. Just don't look at the track. <laughs> just like, don't. And just let it roll. Uh-huh. But, you know. I think, I mean, that that would be my ideal recommendation as how it should be digested. But I do think you can definitely cherry pick songs off of this. And mm-hmm. they fit in with, if you're making a Y playlist, for instance, which I've done. Uh, you can check that out on Spotify. It's titled, When the Sun Sets East, An Introduction to Y. Oh, I actually made that like a month or two before the podcast became an actual thing. Okay. It was, it was a gleam in my eye. But yeah. Yeah. You so, weren't shooting blanks on that one, were you? No. I was not <laughs> shooting blanks. Uh, but yeah, have uh, have you ever had a, a nervous trip to the uh, the doc for an, for an STD test? You want to share that on Mike? Yeah. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. How'd it go? I mean, can you could you identify with the song? Yeah, I could. Yeah. Uh, even more so when uh, they told me, "Hey, if we uh, if we don't call you, you're good." But me, being the nervous kid that I was, um, having never done it before, I mean, it's happened plenty of times since, no big deal. But like first time, because mainly it's because it was on base. It was like at the 20th medical group. Mm-hmm. And uh, like day 14, I was like, oh God, I haven't heard anything. And I didn't believe that like, hey, if we don't call you, you're good. So I called up there and I was like, hey, um, I'm, you know, I'm just kind of trying to see, like, I didn't hear anything, but he said if I didn't, it was okay. So can you just like tell me what's the deal? And she goes, okay, this, this, this. Oh, oh, it says you're, you positive for hepatitis. I was like, what? And she said, yeah, you got hepatitis. I was like, oh, never mind. No, no. It's like a small amount because you had a vaccine when you were a kid. You're clean, sweetheart. And I said, hey, if we were in person, we would be fighting. Have a nasty day. And I hung up on her. Like, I feel bad because she's, and it's like, she sounded, she had to be like, I don't know if she was just like volunteering or what. She didn't sound like an active duty personnel. She sounded really old. I was like, okay. But like that terrified me. Oh, well, you got this. What? Like, no. And, you know. The full range of human emotions. Yeah. In in the span of 10 seconds. That's crazy. Because had she waited to 11. And then you yelled at an old lady. Yeah. Sort of. I don't know how old she was. She sounded old. (laughs) And then, you know, the first one, I guess, maybe a little bit, yeah. But I I guess maybe the first one's always the most awkward. And I mean, I haven't had any problems since, you know, every time I've I've had to, you know, not had to, chosen to have an STD test done because I'm responsible for my sexual health. But, you know, every time I've done that since. Get tested, kids. Hashtag get tested. Yeah, there you go. Boom. Is that what they're, is that the thing? I don't know. I don't know. How many Eskimo words are there for sex? That's what the real conversation should be. Good question. 42. Listeners, let us know. Yes. TheRKV at gmail.com. <laughs> um, I love this song. Yeah. It's so hard to pick a favorite. That This might be it kind of by default. Again, it's the centerpiece. Burst of energy. Uh, and has a nice, solid kind of like three-part structure to it. It's, it, it's great. But, okay. We'll, we'll move along. Flowers are hell Plants laugh Not by joke or to ridicule I never saw my parents Try to make a thing like me In time in the bathroom mirror I learned to accept my body I got jumped into living by a coven of midwives Under a Dracula caped eclipse Like cutting through watermelon meat with a wire You shoot sick from the hip and never miss All the things inside me I assume Are doing what they need to be doing Yeah, that one, the uh, all things inside me, I assume, are doing what they need to be doing. Knowing, like, what has been said before and what's been, you know, discussed with health stuff, what are, like, what a point of view to take. 
mm-hmm. from someone who has issues. Like you're just assuming they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. You know, like this is just not. I'm not saying like he, oh me, you know, Crohn's or whatever is normal, but it's like you always assume that your body is doing what you are what it's supposed to do, whether it's defective, whether it's a okay. Your body's doing what it needs to be doing. You know, serving its functions. It's like people who want to go and get like, oh, I'm going to get like a juice cleanse and all these pills. No, if if you have to do that, you, you're dead. Like your kidneys filter just fine. There's no need to cleanse. There's no need to do all this crazy shit because your body will do that for you if you just treat it well. Drink water, get some exercise, get a good amount of sleep. You're fine. You don't need enzymes and all this to like boost it, <laughs> you know. And that's been mansplaining supplement corner for me and you. Yeah, yeah. If you haven't seen Gavin, he's a he's a fan of the supplements. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Take my vitamins. <laughs> I mean, yeah, take a multivitamin, but like, there's no need to do like Sorry. a nine day Casadega juice cleanse or something. You know, like speaking of Casadega <laughs> juice cleanses, do you get a little bit of a bright eyes vibe from this or a Casadega yeah. vibe rather? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I I think there's some very interesting tinges of folk throughout this but i never think the album crosses over into that territory that's, that's but one better. rose is maybe like the closest it kind of comes to that it feels almost not ballady in the in the opening but before it kind of like gets going a little bit but even when it starts starts driving it's yeah. got like kind of a country jangle to it Thank almost you. a little bit of that nashville sound yeah well see okay i felt like that's been on every song up until then there's a it's there's the, a, it's there i feel i'm just saying i feel like it's a little more pronounced on this yeah one. But there's a little more palatable to like. I feel like I'm not comparing them in any way, shape, or form. Not even a huge fan of these guys, but in the way that you could probably take somebody who's a fan of bands like Mumford or uh, the Lumineers, like that kind of new folk revival sort of stuff, you could you could find a way to like slip this in and be like, hey, check these guys out. And then probably when they transition to some of the other albums, you'd be like, what? What'd you rope me into? Yeah, but. Yeah. Anyways, I'm just I'm. I think the breadth of genre that they touch on in the course of this. Again, I said I feel like this is more of just an indie rock album because to me, indie rock in general is just like one of the broadest terms possible. You know, just to me, that's just there's no label behind it. That's all. I mean, and there's a label because the label's gonna be like this shit ain't gonna sell me nothing. Ain't gonna make me no money because I don't know what it is. It's a bunch of different styles. Give me something that works. Give me something for the tweens. Make me a hit, baby. <laughs> yeah. That's how. Sir, sure thing, Mr. Barry Gordy. <laughs> it's your cousin, Marvin Barry. You know that new sound you've been looking for? Well, listen to this. Hey, Rick, Rick, it's your cousin, Marvin Astley. Remember that mediocre sound you've been <laughs> looking for? Well, listen to this. All right, all right. This, yeah. On Rose Walk, Insomniac.
that why you got in shape, Gavin? Hmm? Is that, I said, is that why you got in shape, to match your dreams? Uh, I got in shape because after I dropped a glass tabletop on my foot, I didn't look like how fat I looked. So I did something about it. Okay. And I have gotten ten times worse. I am no worse for where I shouldn't really be talking about, like, you know, getting in shape and vitamins and stuff. I'm just a big old fat slap of dad bod over here. <laughs> or so you got, I've been told. You got kids now, too? No. But hey, how can you have a dad bod? Like, well, I guess it's not a prerequisite actually being a father. Look at have a dad look bod. at your father and look at me and then look at yourself in the mirror. Whose bod do you have? You are a dentist full and full. I am a Blanchard. I have the built shoulders, you know, chest frame, the the gut stomach, and then, you know, the nice legs. Yeah. Squats. What can I say? <laughs> uh, sorry for the, the little bit of jangling in the background. Normally, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Murph, Murphy Murph. What up, does Murph? Not, uh, not make much noise in the background in this uh, new, relatively new studio. Yeah. Um, and of course, you've heard my cat, Fife Dog, uh, from time to time, but he's not allowed in the studio anymore. Because he's so he a is bitch. Yes, so he is currently downstairs, probably throwing a fit, but hopefully just sleeping. Like you just um, said his name and that cat is gone. Yeah. So No, that's the first that's time I've cat. seen Murph the entire time we've been up you here. It's like his he just came he's around. He's like, well, fuck like, you, I'm done. Yeah. He's super chill. Yeah. That's why we don't have to worry about him most of the time. Yeah. But If he didn't have that bell on, I wouldn't even know he's in here. Yeah. He kind of keeps to himself. Yeah. He's pretty chill. Five Dog uh, does not. He wants to say hey to everybody uh, as loud as possible. Okay. Uh, any any Anything else from Owen Rosewalk? Again, just that, that beat, man. Yeah, that I love the, the driving energy of this one. Really picks up. I mean, I, this, you know, it's, it's a little different vibe than what we've been hitting so far. Mm-hmm. I feel like kind of a, a burst to get you into the back half which we'll do right now berkeley by hearseback lay me down in a hearseback is where my new best look is at if i slid a purse or two then i can't curse if my cake is cooked and mine or veins are mapped these tits not filled with milk these cold bones wrapped in hunger Like a bundle of sticks in a fire So slow it leaves them unburned black and yearning Will this new year see my rotting hairs release? Will my new black book pull the sick from my deepest creases? A gift from the Maccabees to mom to me no more flyer backs or receipts Using magazines for tables A girl's down bed and corresponding Naked wings unable When I felt my ribs come closing Slow a row of snakes set to strangle Alright, thoughts brother? I really have no idea Lost for words? Yeah, it's just <laughs> such a I, Like a, just a Okay Oh, I don't what? really know what to. I don't really know. It's like, all right, I'm, I, I can I kind realize, of follow with most of these. Yes, but and you you listen to Untethered Layers, and I think Dalwood and Rachel hit the nail on the head. It's a much easier album to talk about. I feel like as a whole, which we just keep kind of referencing the same things of like we love how it all flows together and the things that it hits on lyrically and the gorgeousity of the music and yeah. the production and all of that. But yeah, I mean. 
the nature of us doing a track by track for this particular one, I feel like, is maybe the most difficult yeah. thus far, just because, you know, I listen to these all in the, and it feels, so many of them feel so stream of consciousness, and like you're just inside his head, that I, you know, I don't know where one ends and one begins. No, it's, I mean, it's almost like it's a giant book of poems set to music. There with a little bit of like, <laughs> I don't know, with a little bit of like, you know, curb some stuff. They don't all have to rhyme, apparently. I don't know. I mean, haikus don't rhyme, do they? Regular poetry doesn't rhyme. It doesn't have to. It's not a rule. It's all about that iambic pentameter, isn't it? Sure. Sure? Is that the word? I don't know. Shout out to Billy Shakes. All right. <laughs> Billy Shakes. <laughs> we we, we talk about sleepers now? Is we, that what you're doing? Oh, my God. Let's not get on that tangent. We can do this. We can... There's only two more after this. There's two more, and we have arrived at my favorite track on the album, sir. This Blackest Purse. I'm not who with my eyes from stage I claim to be. I've only cradled death in my own ending flesh from far off abstracted lit candlewick flickering and when a thing starts finishing around me I faint or fake a mustache and accent or flee and fear my expired license be pulled by sheer proximity kills me and um this is the probably the why song that i get most outright emotional like when i listen to it uh this one often like solicits tears if i'm in a particular state of mind but just is it the mom i might feel absolutely dude because i feel like any i feel like that is such a universal feeling that's what we talk about when it's like these lyrics are deeply personal, but there's these little moments and tinges where there's a sentiment that you're just like, everybody gets that. Yeah. And I just, yeah, I feel like everybody at, at some point, regardless of, it doesn't matter how well you're doing in life and how much you've succeeded or not succeeded, but all it comes down to for a lot of people, and not everybody has a great relationship with their mom, but Mm -hmm. for those people that are lucky enough to, I don't know about you, but I'm constantly like, you know, would she be proud right now with 
is she proud where I'm at? You know, all of that yeah. sort of stuff. And so that always really gets to me. And yeah, this one just totally does it for me. Any any thoughts on? Yeah, no, man. Moms, yeah. any mom stuff in anything is just like it's either the best, it's the best and the worst at the same time because yeah. you're like, yeah, like everybody has a mom, yeah. you know. But this one, they, it just hits you right where you live, so to speak. Yes, yeah. Just, yeah. So and it's just everybody. I mean, mom, dad, brother, family. You just you all you always want to know like, am I what? Am I what? It doesn't matter who it is. You're wondering like. Am I am I doing okay? am I doing what I'm supposed to do? It's like yeah. he said. I assume that you know the stuff in my body is doing what it's supposed to. But like, are you sure that you know what you're doing? You are sure that that's working inside of you. Mm-hmm. But are you sure that you are working and doing what you are supposed to do? And there's always that question that's always at the back of everybody. Am I doing? Am I living a good life? Am I doing what I'm supposed to do? Mm-hmm. And you, you, I think that's the thing that I get from this album. Thing I feel is that it. If you want to talk about, there's like dozens of words of Eskimo for Eskimo snow. They have a dozen words for it. There's a dozen different things that you could be doing, but it doesn't really matter because it's just about what you're doing now. Like there's no. There's millions of tangents. You talk about this thing being like a stream of consciousness. Sounds like it's someone that's just kind of like got a ton of shit in their head going on and on and on. And this is the only way to get it out, you mm-hmm. know? And it, it is more with this one that I've, I've seen. Not necessarily that it wasn't with the others, but with this one more, it's almost maybe because it is you're talking about it being a, a re- trying to find perspective. But everything I've heard on this which is why it's slowly creeping up like, wait, it's already past the elephant eyelash. But like everything I've heard from it just feels like someone who has no control over what's going on with them is just kind of doing what the best they can do. And they're just wanting to make sure that where they're at, what they're doing is not the worst thing in the world. While also realizing that there are other things that, you know, could hit them at any moment or, you know, could be with them forever. I mean, they have things that are, that are with them forever. And it's just like, all encompassing Mm. but then you talk about the mom lyric and it all basically breaks it down to am i failing or worse like i could be failing and that's not bad but there is something worse than that you know which is obviously disappointing like i don't know about you but whenever mom said i was disappointed that shit hurt worse i uh, i don't think i've ever really gotten one of those yeah well fingers crossed that's what happens when you're the first born Love, love you mom I don't know if you're listening. I don't know if she's listening to this Probably one. Not. Yeah, she listens to some of our podcasts. I don't know if Dad has tackled. Oh God, I can I can see Dad listening to to these episodes. That would be interesting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's uh, that's an interesting topic. If you ever listened to the Eric Andre uh, episode of The Wandering Wolf, mm-hmm. where he asked Yoni, you know, how do your parents feel about your music and some of your lyrical content, and. <laughs> I think it would be interesting. We play or we get them to listen to all episodes of this and like, what do you think about what we thought about this particular band? Yeah, I think that would be interesting. Yeah, they would never do that. Terrible idea. Okay, let's let's move right along to uh, the end of the album with the title track. Sadness 
Like Eskimos, no one unmanned crosses all Planted in threes In a field for living trees Are hummed as prayers in secret And sung through speakers in rooms For people to hear it The words for good wine on a Philistine's tongue And I'm under something black and thicker Than a sheet for ghosts or the first feet of snow That old, that old clouds yield On the crosses, on the chests of dead soldiers in a field Then I'm, then I'm still here at all, then I'm still here, barely understanding what truth that rarely calls, then I'm still here, bearing my watery fruits, if fruits at all, then I'm still here, barely understanding what truth that rarely calls. I think, honestly, a lot of the sentiments you just echoed and took us through could be applied, of course, to Eskimo Snow, which is fitting because it's the closing track, it's the title of the album, and it gives us what I think is maybe definitely chronologically the most hopeful closer we've had so far. Yeah. And again, I, I tried to highlight in the first two, what did those endings leave you feeling like? And... I guess compared to those, what, how did you feel about the note that you're left on this one? Because I felt like it's a very, it feels like the culmination of a catharsis to me. Yeah, definitely. So. I mean, uh, the perspective again that I've been trying to talk about as a theme is, I, I feel like he's he's achieved it essentially, and he's come to a level of peace for the moment, and yeah. that is really refreshing to hear especially when you're listening to these in chronological order um to, to be like okay it seems like you know you it's almost as together if, man like yeah. you're and by that point to me if you're if you're a fan you've been listening along it's like you're obviously you're on his side you're interested you're concerned with what's going on with him and it's good to know that like you're not left on a note of like oh man you've gone through all this and and still like ah. Oh, but you mean you went the, found your niece and you're just going to not walk in the house? You're going to leave? Come on, man. You've done all that shit? It's a searcher's reference. It's a hero's journey. Searchers. Thank you for spelling it out because I'm like, you just throw in, like. <sighs> that's it, man. I mean, it's everybody. It's like if you, you, it's, it's, that's what you want from anything that's a journey like this. You want that, like, <sighs> all right, you know. It all, it's, it's shitty. It sucks. But you know what? You're still here. It's echoed a bunch on that track. Still here. Yeah. You know, you can come at it with, well, if it doesn't kill me, it's going to make me stronger or can't stop me, motherfucker. I'm still here. Like you can take from it what you want. I'm still here. There's many words for that. There's many words for Eskimo Snow. He mentions how many words for sadness, sadness, all this different stuff. So many different ways you can go with things. And I like the idea that, I'm not going to say alternate universe, but there's a 
there's a world out there, there's an alternate reality, whatever you want to call it, where this isn't recorded or written at the same time that anything with alopecia happened. I think that's what's so, again, so surprising about it, is it feels like not that elephant eyelash and alopecia are juvenile in any way. That's never a way that I would describe them. But there is a maturity to this that does, it feels like, you know, maybe it would have come a couple years afterwards, just mainly through, you know, through the lyrics more than anything else. And that goes along with, I I hesitate to say like improved production or improved like musicality because I love alopecia to death. It's might be my favorite of the bunch. It's so hard to decide, but this, it feels like an evolution definitely and i can see why why some people might not be as on board for it but this was like right up my alley and when you realize just the breadth of what they're capable of as a band like to me it was invigorating and made me like even more excited to go back to mumps which i hadn't properly digested yeah and also elephant eyelash which i hadn't properly digested at the time but i just I love this record. It will always hold a, a special place in my my Y shaped heart, my question mark shaped heart. Um, and yeah, I I don't I don't know where I will ultimately end up ranking it. You know, when we get to the end of this, because that, that things might change. But right now, dude, I'm I think it is right there with alopecia. I'm going five sunsets out of five. Yeah. It's just, it's a brilliant work of art from start to finish as far as I, I'm concerned. So, you made it through Eskimo Snow. Uh, we're both in agreement. Five out of five. Five sunsets. Out of five. Out of five. And uh, we'll be back next week to discuss mumps, etc. But right now you can head over to uh, Untethered Layers, episode four, and hear Dawood and Rachel's thoughts on that album. Uh, so... For this week, I have been Noah. And I have been Gavin. And we'll We'll see see you when when the sun sun sets east. We'll see you when the sun sets east. Don't forget me.